Hello and welcome to episode one of the Scoopy Gang podcast. Uh, with me here is TJ, one of uh, my good friends that I met about six weeks ago. He is also traveling solo to Bali, like myself. So I suppose it's your time to introduce yourself. Hey, this is TJ here. How is everybody? It's good to meet Lee um, and a couple of other friends uh, who we met here. Nice people. Yeah, I mean, Bali is a pretty uh, chill vibe. It's probably why I suppose I chose to come to Bali. I think everybody here is kind of a, a similar mindset. It's very kind of fitness orientated, which is probably why I made the move to Bali. Uh, my kind of story behind why I moved to Bali was I didn't take too much enjoyment or I kind of lost the love of my job, which was as a maintenance technician or back home people will know it as a mechanical fitter. I was working in a pharmaceutical factory and it was good money. I decided that I just need a bit of a break. So put the plans in place and over the course of maybe 10 months, I saved up and made some lifestyle adjustments to make Bali possible. Now I'm in Bali and pretty much just focused on my training, meeting cool people, like-minded people, enjoying the sun. And we decided that we tried this podcast. Yeah, that's, uh, that's nice. I'm here. I'm trying to have a new career or a new something. Oh, no, I wanted to have a fresh start from where I am. I was working three jobs uh, before I moved here. So to save up a bit for two years, and if I lose the job, and if I try something new, it will help me in a way. Um, now I'm here, I'm very happy, and uh, it's good to meet like-minded people here. Yeah, Bali sure. is very nice, and uh, people are always laughing, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a bit of a leap of faith, and I think a lot of people sort of are maybe afraid to do it. The fact that it's, well, in my situation, I left my job, so my job, he can't do in Bali, so, um, well, I mean, I need to probably brainstorm to keep I mean, the, is that, is, the dream it's good do, It's good that you do training, man. <laughs> you just help people. Yeah, I mean, I've, I suppose from when I was younger, I was told I was a people person. I think when I was younger, I kind of maybe shied away from it because it was not maybe the cool thing to be, that I should have been, oh, I should be a man, and I got to work <laughs> in construction, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. But I'm slowly starting to realize, and it's probably through my own like uh, difficult times that I realized, you know what, you can actually help people. Um, everybody's got problems. I think maybe you just need to have a little empathy to people. Everybody's got their own little problems. What seems simple for you may not be simple for the next person. So like you see that. I mean, we have could sit up to one o'clock in the morning just talking about anything pretty much. So that's probably what you're going to figure out and see in this podcast. The audience that uh, beautiful little listeners. The good thing is, like, um, when you help people, they, you see the smile on their face, like, like the Eugene. Now, if you guys don't know Eugene, he's the watchman for the villas um, these days, and uh, he helps him like get a coke and uh, help him. Like, so you see the smile when you when you give something back to them. Like, I know you're you're in a different country, but like when you do something to the people where they stay in their own country. You, the, the place you visit to, um, the smile on their face is like really mind-blowing. Yes, uh, it's it's pretty infectious. It's uh, You see somebody yawn, you kind of just, you end up yawning yourself. And I think smiles are pretty similar. But just when you mentioned Eugene, when we got food the other night, so nasi goreng is like a Balinese dish. It's a fried rice. We generally get it with chicken. It's uh, it's quick, it's easy, and it's tasty. So it, it does us after the gym. 
So we had ordered an extra one the other evening and I was like, well, I'm not throwing this in the bin, so I'll give this to Eugene. <laughs> so I basically leave the villa with my bag in my hand and I walk up in the dark and said, uh, Eugene. I have this uh, for you. And uh, it turned out it wasn't Eugene. And I just got this like <laughs> blank look in my face. And I'm like, oh sh shit, right? How do I explain guy? this? So I'm like, oh, it's like a nasi gorang. It's nasi gorang chicken for you or whatever. And he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. And so I haven't seen him since. So I must ask him if he actually edit or if he was just like, yeah, I don't know who this crazy dude is. It's after coming out of the bushes. But With a big beard and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's pretty cool. Like we've, we seem to get along very well with the with the locals. Just being nice, right? So you see a person, you just like, hey, how are you, or just hello. I, I mean, I see every tourist saying hello. I mean, I haven't seen anybody who's not saying hello to the locals. But the locals are as much as like, like if you say hello, they say hello back. Like it's, it's something, right? You give and you get the same back. So, yeah. Whereas I feel like maybe back home. Not to uh, not to run Ireland or any other country down, but I feel everybody is kind of stuck in the mindset of I gotta get this and I gotta get that, and by thirty I gotta have a, a mortgage, I gotta have a house, I gotta have kids, and I suppose here's me that just packed up everything pretty much that I had, which was one suitcase, and just headed off. So, oh, don't test me, I'm like a woman. I I got <laughs> three suitcases. Yeah, this guy this guy takes longer than a, than a woman, the average woman to get ready. So. We're probably talking about two and a half hours and it's just to go to like a local restaurant where uh, maybe you see some other tourists that aren't even wearing shoes. This guy's <laughs> arriving with bling watches and pearls around his neck. And But I mean, I got to give it to you. You got, you got some style going. You got some uh, style. No, it's not as style as you, man. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm just... See, I, I'm like, uh, I had to put on something to look good. You don't need to put on something to look good. We're doing speed dating today. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll fill you in next week how it goes. So that all uh, pretty much originated from the Bali Nomads group. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't know, somebody from Nomads group, uh, Jess, I think, she hosted the event. Uh, but I think Logan is still, uh, if you guys don't know Jess and Logan, these are the people who we met here and uh, from the Digital Nomad group. This is the groups we usually like uh, have events on and go like meetups. So Logan is one of the organizers for Enomio group and um, she mostly organizes all the group and um, she's trying to plan one of the speed dating events, uh, which is on a weekend. But I mean, this is uh, how you met uh, some of the guys, Raul, Charlie, Jay, through this uh, Enomio group. No, right? no, no, no. I met, I met Charlie and Raul uh, through online. Uh, I posted on the, one of the groups in Facebook that uh, I've been, I'm, I'm going to Bali. Hey, um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to share a villa and be friends with you. Um, so Charlie slid into my DMs. <laughs> it was, it was nice of him. I, I haven't did the first move, right? He did. So, yeah, I mean, um, so after that we spoke for a month. Uh, okay. so we met here as soon as we came here and, uh, we stayed in the, we went to Sylvie Guest House, which is really nice. And um, if you guys ever come to Bali, please visit Sylvie Guest House. And um, so we go visit her every week. So please stay at Sylvie Guest House. Or, uh, we, we actually stayed at Sylvie Guest House for a week. And uh, that's when I met Jay. That's how I met you. Um, it was yeah. nice. 
Yeah, I suppose I arrived uh, completely on my own. Uh, I wanted to stay in a hostel. Uh, obviously, that's a simple way to meet people when you're on your own because a lot of people will stay in a hostel because it's kind of like a, almost like a community. People are very like-minded and very open. The only thing that kind of put me off was that there was no private rooms. I feel in Changu, all the hostels, hostels are pretty right, much yeah. like dorm rooms. So I'd done that before, uh, traveling through Asia like eight, seven, eight years ago. So like stayed in hostels all the time. Now, don't get me wrong, they were brilliant. But I think at times you still need your own space. You still need to be able to relax and chill out. Maybe on the flip side of that, the villa, sometimes you can become not trapped, but it's nearly too easy. You got your pool, you got all your cooking facilities. It's Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it won't make you meet new people, right? No. So that's why we have a cheeky idea to go into hostels and stay for two yeah. days. And <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, can we just have a look around and see what the place is like? Us secretly knowing that there's already a party and we just try to blend in. So, but yeah, I arrived completely on my own, stayed in kind of like, a, um, I suppose, almost like a very small hotel with a pool and stuff like that. Didn't really meet too many people. Uh, definitely didn't really meet like-minded people. So I went to the gym, which is Bull Gym in Changu. It's, it's a phenomenal gym. If you like your training and you like to go in and do your stuff, it's got like a real atmosphere about it. So I actually knew what gym I was going to train in before I even came to Bali. After training, I went to like a protein shop. Like there's a lot of sort of healthy, good food places in Bali. And was talking about going to a place called Mount Batur for a sunrise trek. If you don't know what this is, you should probably have a look on YouTube. You'll find it. It looks phenomenal. Uh, we're actually going to do it this weekend. Right? Mount Batur, yeah, there on, on Sunday night. Sunday night, Monday yeah, morning. Yeah. So I think we are due to leave. Is it like 2 a.m. on Monday morning? So we leave at 2 a.m. and uh, we track the we hike the mountain. Um, by the sunrise, like it's like two and a half hours. You probably be there at five thirty. You're above the clouds, and um, it's the forests are really beautiful. I mean, you have to experience in real life and see how it is. So we've got like a couple of drones. So Jay, that uh, we mentioned previously, the first guy that I had met, and then subsequently met all the other guys through Sylvie Guesthouse with Auntie, and he has a drone. I have a drone, and he's set a challenge, which. Sounds great in theory, but when you got to figure out how to edit stuff, you got to figure out like, I left, I got a MacBook, I got the GoPro, I got a drone and I arrived here and people are like, oh, wow, you got a lot of gear. And I'm like, yeah, but. Did you I see JSV Reel today? I, uh, yeah. The one with the plane? I haven't seen it yet, yeah, but it I can't is. watch it now. It's like a few minutes, I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Why, you didn't like it? No, I like the picture. You do know that Jay's, <laughs> Jay's going to edit this, so yeah, he's just going to chop that <laughs> He's going to chop this up. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to mute all your all your audio. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Jay set a, set a challenge. He already has his, his reel out today, so the pressure is on me. So the challenge was pretty much, what was it? It's two days Content for a month. every two days every two for days July. For I'm but not doing, by the way. I mean, these guys are good at it. I'm like, shit. TJ just sits and, uh, bro, take a picture of me. Take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually take pictures of them. No, yeah, no, no, you see my phone, most of the pictures are them. So yesterday we decided that we would go to Uluwatu. So from Changu to Uluwatu. We drove down there, took roughly, what, about an hour and 15? It took like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it's too too much traffic. 
yeah, traffic is is crazy in Bali. But I mean, you can do so much things when you have a scooter. Scooters are so cheap. That's actually where the name of this podcast came from. Scoopy Gang. Yeah. Scoopy Scoopy Gang. So to anybody that doesn't know, Scoopy is a scooter that's used in Bali. It's Honda, right? No, is it? They are Honda Wario. Yeah, yeah, but Scoopy, I don't know what make it is. Scoopy, I, I think it's Honda make. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just say it's Honda. And yeah, we're not good at uh, scooters. We just ride scooters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some might tell you we're not great at that either, but we'll, we'll, we're still here. Touch wood that we remain yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, there's only one of us out of the whole gang that rides a Scoopy, and that's you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah that's where it came from. It's kind of like what you see, like the old ladies that bring down to get their like grocery shopping and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see me though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy tries it like it's uh, Lewis Hamilton. So, <laughs> hey, yo, man, I, I drove Harley Davidson. When you're riding a Scoopy, it's like very light on you and you can just flow through the roads. But it's dangerous. Don't drive crazy, just drive <laughs> safe. So on the way to the gym, actually, and if you want to come to Arville, you got to go through like uh, two sets of cops or police. And pretty much every day you see some like tourists driving through with no helmet and the guys are just like picking them out. They're like, right. Yeah. One million, please. Yeah. That's pocket money for me. That's pocket money for me. And I got to admit, it's it's hilarious. And I probably need to put the GoPro on the helmet a bit more to catch. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of the disadvantages you get when you're born white. I think <laughs> when you're born brown, I'm like, I'm like, good. I, I still dodge the cops sometimes. Nowadays, I'm just wearing the helmet, man. Every yeah. time Charlie sees me with the helmet, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, don't worry. I'm just wearing this helmet for dodging cops. <laughs> yeah. Jay was actually saying last night before we left for Uluwatu that, uh, oh, look at DJ. He looks like, um, what do you call him? Tom Cruise, like Top Gun. I was like, fuck, man, that guy looks more like army worn with that helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> That helmet is so so loose on my head. I was like, when I shake my head, it, it goes off. Maybe we need to go and get you like a kid's helmet. Yeah, yeah, Like if yeah. this goes good, we can make a Scoopy Gang sticker and put on your helmet and people be like, oh, that's yeah, the guy. That's the guy who yeah. look, looks like a kid. But it's pretty much the only bit of, a, I suppose, defense or protection you have is, is a helmet. Because like, you're driving around in shorts, maybe sometimes no T-shirt. I mean, if I was in an accident, uh, for sure, I would hope that I had my helmet on. Obviously, it's like, it's probably like back home, like wearing a seatbelt maybe. But I suppose all the cars have like the beep, beep, beep. That, yeah, everybody knows the super annoying noise. Do you remember the, when I fell and uh, still standing on, like, the when incident? Coming back I didn't have a helmet on that day. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has got the reflex of a cat, by the way. So like this, I just hear the scooter smash on the ground and I look around and... TJ like looks at the scooter as if it was the scooter's fault and like just the look of disgust and I was kind of half convinced it was the scooter's fault just picks it up and drives off but sometimes well yeah I mean that day I was lucky maybe that day I was like more like conscious but uh, please don't drive on the side paths <laughs> like he did <laughs> <laughs> But like scooter riding is is fun. Yeah, it is really fun. I mean, when you, I mean, I've been driving cars for like ten years uh, in US, and um, I bought the motorcycle uh, like two years ago uh, in US. Uh, when you drive in the free roads with a motorcycle, the mindset is like, like when you like when you riding it, it's like you're so free. You're really free. Your mind is like, it makes you think. It makes you on, on 
bachelors then i went to do masters okay um i did masters for 2 years um then i got a job in uh, columbus ohio so did you actually do... there is a lot of things happened in the from 2015 to 2017 like 2 years i what did you study in india or you studied in america i did both like okay yeah yeah so at what age then did you head off to america i was 19 19 yeah completely solo yeah completely solo i i mean i do i know one guy uh, who picked me up from the airport but um i never really like had a connection with him or like communication with him uh, after that i was by myself i worked in a mall i never worked in my in a, a day of my life until 19 my indians like they don't like their kids working i mean if you have money yeah sure if you don't have money maybe they're working but uh Yeah, I never worked a day in my life and went back to US and um I started working. But uh, yeah, it was like uh simply put um uh it was a new journey for me. It makes me I was shy until that point. Now I'm like, okay, I'm I'm confident. I think I I can say that. All this journey for 9 9 10 years, it made me like stronger uh, and see how people are in real. I mean, most of the people in US like little bit fake. But yeah, but here I would say in Bali, like I would say I can say eighty percent of people are genuine. You meet twenty percent, yeah. Do you did you find like when you first left? I emigrated to Australia when I was twenty, so a similar age. And I think I really realized when I first went out, I was like, wow, I'm on my own. Obviously, there's good people around you, and you meet people along your your journey and your way. But for me, the first couple of weeks was like, shit, I'm here by by myself. I got to figure this out. and i probably realized how how easy i had it back home before i mean if you for example right everybody it's always easy when you're with your family right yeah because yeah. you you drink too much you party too much somebody's going to pick you up somebody's yeah. going to bring you home you do that when you're on your own yes if you meet a a good samaritan or a kind person they're going to help you out but majority of the time you're down your own you got to figure it out for yourself i think you grow so much and it's probably not until maybe you go back home So like I spent two years in Australia and then a year uh, traveling around Southeast Asia, and then when I got home, I quickly realized although I was three years older when I got home, like my mind felt like it was a lot older and I felt, I felt different. And sometimes do you find maybe in India it's like a how would you say like a funneled kind of life that everybody is sort of follows the same sort of path. I mean, I would say it's common everywhere. It's not only India, but uh, people like it's. They have their own way, right? India has its own way. America has its own way. Bali has its own way. So simply like the twenty percent to thirty percent of the people who try to do new things, but uh, the seventy percent majority who lives in the country who doesn't like to get out, they they start. They always go on the same way. Uh, but I would say like that's what I have seen. I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not judging anyone. I'm just No, but I mean maybe with this with this podcast, maybe there's somebody out there that's listening or has a friend that's 
that's listening and maybe they want to take this trip and throughout my years of leave, coming and going and leaving and traveling and whatever I got my fair share as I'm sure you did of well what are you doing like this is crazy you've got a good job you've got this you've got that like you're supposed you're not supposed to do this it's, like you're it's supposed not, to it's not only your mind it's like people around you and everybody's like why are you trying to do this it's a new thing nobody else did it mm-hmm. why are you trying to do this right so i was like uh before i moved here my parents still like you have a, you have a good job in us and you make a lot of money and all that stuff but i why are you going to different country what are you trying to do what if you go lose the job and all this what ifs is gonna like makes your head like blow up yeah because it's that ex- extra bit of added pressure yeah was, yeah yeah but i would say like all these years i wouldn't like I, when i speak to my friends i'm like i'm more than my age i'm 29 my brain is like more older than mine because i have seen the experiences i have experienced everything that's why sometimes i go to club i sit there and just watch people mm. i don't i don't like go dancing with random people but I mean sometimes I see in the morning and I would question if you're 29 at all because like yeah bro you can be pretty slow in the mornings and no <laughs> 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 don't maybe, tell me I'm 40 now <laughs> maybe um, maybe you're a catfish <laughs> yeah you you see a lot of people here like in 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 the dating apps there like a lot of catfishing <laughs> I mean I mean we look the same in the pictures and in, in person. Yeah. I mean we can probably do a full episode on uh, on dating. Maybe maybe we'll do that in time. Um because I mean everybody dates, everybody goes through hardships and that's probably the podcast I feel could be very relatable to people. It's going to be like you're either going to love it or hate it. So I mean it's we'll see how it goes. But if there is somebody out there that's thinking of maybe doing a trip or wants to change their career or do something don't don't be afraid and maybe be okay to fail. Now I've sort of accepted that worst case scenario I can I can always go home and I'm blessed to have the support of family and friends back home if you're listening and if you're not you should be. <laughs> so I think I've become okay with if it doesn't work out. I mean I've tried something <laughs> I've tried something different and I've met some incredible people that will probably end up being friends for life. I've had some experiences and it's memories that that you'll never ever forget. Nobody else can maybe see all the memories that you have, but it's the experiences, it's it's the day-to-day life of maybe carefree when when you accept worst-case scenario. It's don't try to fail. I mean, when you try so hard and you put everything in, if you fail, it's okay. eventually get success no matter what please do please get out and uh, try to do new things uh, which will help you grow and uh, the mindset and um, in the western countries man it's people are so fucking depressed yeah, they yeah. can't get out they can't do any other shit yeah so you you see here i don't see a depressed person but why do you think that is do you think it's the pressure of life? I think it's sunlight maybe. Sunlight, yeah, yeah. maybe. Well, it I helps. mean, sunlight helps. Then every other person in Ireland <laughs> must be depressed because all we get is rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cold and the rain will help a little bit of depression because it, le- it don't let you get out. If you have sunlight, you're like, "Oh, yo, the sun is hot. Why are you why why are you sitting at home? Yeah. Just go to the beach or walk on the road or go get coffee." 
yeah, it kind of, yeah, I suppose everything is a little bit more difficult when it rains. Yeah. Like uh, me and Jay had seen that the other morning. Uh, you also seen it uh, when we decided that we were going to go to, uh, it's a pretty famous statue monument. And like please a, don't drive while it's raining. Well, yeah, me and Jay decided to uh, to not accept that advice and we headed off on roughly about, I'm going to say an hour, an hour and 15 minute journey. Uh, Jay's in front of me. He's got his scooter. I've got my scooter. Jay is prepared. Uh, I'm not. I don't have a, a poncho or a rain jacket, whatever you like to call it. I arrive in like a jumper because it's it's. I had to see a. those photos, man. I was laughing the shit out of. Oh, okay. <laughs> we pretty much look like uh, two guys in uh, two bin bags, one green and one orange. Maybe at some stage we'll uh, we'll stick it up on the Scooby Gang Instagram. You'll be able to see some of the stuff that that we talk about. So we headed off and Jay has got his internet on his phone. My plan had just expired and at 4.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, there's not too many places to to top up. So we just put every bit of trust we had in, in the roads in Bali and sometimes they're okay and sometimes they're not so good. But we got there and with the drones, took some videos and then we headed home. We were back home by 10.30. Uh, and you just feel like so energized. You feel like I've done something. Wow, that was a again another experience that you're not going to forget. It's like five thirty in the morning. The rain is. Yeah, tell tell me of the it. mindset while you're driving on the rain. Um, the mind, my mindset. Yeah, like oh, how are you feeling when you're driving? Well, I was like, if I lose this orange bin bag that's in front of me, I'm fucked because I don't have internet, and he's got the directions. I have no idea where I'm going. And if I fall off this bike, I'm in trouble. So just complete focus, but also having a look around, taking things in. And it's, as you said, like on the, on the Harley, on the freeway, it's very freeing. And it's, I arrived there and I just had a smile on my face. I was like, that was really, really enjoyable because it's fresh air. It's you're moving and like you could have easily stayed in bed and yeah, I did, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and yeah, I see the message yeah, from like you it. saying, yeah. yo, you missed a lot of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, did I? <laughs> so we disappeared. We went to the statue, came back around 10.30, as I said. And I think, TJ, you had a nice little lie on till 11, right? <laughs> <laughs> I slept till 12. <laughs> and I went to the gym and he was like, yo, you look like a 40-year-old. <laughs> like, well, I suppose if you think back to before you left to America, like your mindset is, I'm going to guess, completely different than it was before you'd left. When I left to US, the only thing in my head is like how I'm going to survive there mm -hmm. or how I'm going to make money. I don't have anything related to women or they don't exist for me. Mm -hmm. um, but after eventually when you start getting comfortable yeah. um, in life or in, in getting making money, then you're like, okay. I need to start dating. Maybe um, back then I was 21. Like, yeah, yo, I need to have a lot of sex. But I think when you're with somebody, it's it's slightly different. You can share things differently. But dating can be... Dating is crazy, man. Like, uh, what do you think about dating? Like, What do I think about dating? Yeah. I mean, dating is fun. But for me, yeah, it's, it's no longer about just hooking up with somebody. Like, I'm not... 21 anymore so to meet somebody that has like a similar sort of mindset or a connection 
where it's fun. You want to go and do things. You they're basically your best mate with all the added, yeah, added, like added physical stuff, stuff yeah. or like uh, maybe cuddling in the bed. So how was lockdown for you in in America? That's I have actually never uh, <laughs> never spoke about this. Yeah, we we actually never spoke about it. It's like uh, mainly, I mean, at February my sister got married, and uh, the lockdown, lock, lock, February nineteenth or February twentieth, the lockdown was. Um, yeah, twenty twenty. Twenty yeah, twenty twenty, and um, after I was like moving at that point, I was like one month out of my lease up, so to move to another apartment, I was dating some other girl, and she t- she asked me to move in with her. So I was like, no, I'm not going to move in with you. I'm only dating for you two months. So I started living by myself again. After that, um, you know, IT guy, I just turn up the laptop. I hope my manager, <laughs> nobody's listening from my co-work working. So I just uh, put on the laptop and most of the time I watch TV and um, it's not good. Don't watch too much TV. <laughs> But that's what I did. I I think I watched all the TV shows and all all the movies there is. I mean, you told me that you haven't watched any movies. Why do you think? Shit, yeah, I will give it to you. You're an honest guy. And then for your sake, I hope that nobody from your co-working space is listening either. So during the lockdown, uh, I was working in a, in a cement factory as a mechanical fitter. And everything had slowed down. Obviously, like the whole world slowed down. So I was at home for a couple of months. And at the beginning, I found that very, very difficult because I would be a very in-head person. So I would always be looking for something to do or be on the move. So I was at home for a couple of months. Uh, I was going out with a, with a girl. Uh, she was like a long-term girlfriend. That came to an end, unfortunately. And that, yeah, that really, really kind of messed mess with me a lot so I knew the only way that I would be able to deal with some of this stuff was to be active to be moving so luckily at, uh, at my mom and dad's house there was like a garage at the back so there was enough room to to make your own gym so that's what I done made up my own gym and would spend six nights a week out there and that was my de-stress place so I suppose that probably is how I never really watch the movies. I never really give myself enough time to sit down and relax. That's probably a regret that I would have is not just like maybe facing your problems head on and being okay and understanding that other people have these problems because I'm much happier now. I wouldn't have done a podcast two years, three years ago. I would have been like, no, I'm not doing this. I feel a lot more kind of maybe... I don't know how you would say relaxed or okay to fail. If this doesn't work, it doesn't work. And worst case scenario, we've grown in confidence. We've put ourselves out there and, I mean, talking on a microphone. It's well, not easy. No. No. I mean, it's not going to be easy to listen back to it either yeah. because I think everybody struggles <laughs> listening to their own voice. Everybody hates their own voice. Mm. So the interesting thing is, like, the scene, the people I've seen after breakups, right? Everybody, like, most of the guys, they go to gym, gym and work out and they make, they make big gains, right? What do you think? I w- I'm thinking right now, breakups are good. Well, I mean, it's completely changed me as a person, for sure. For sure. 
Like I went very, very quiet, very in in myself, I suppose. If lockdown wasn't there, I would have just headed straight for an airport, Dublin airport being the closest. And I would have booked a ticket and I would have went somewhere, but I still would have been in my own head and very unhappy, but just in a sunny, sunny place. So with the lockdown, when you were, you were kind of trapped and you maybe became a prisoner of your own mind and you just had to figure it out. So I went and I done CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy. So it basically is how your thoughts affect your mood and your actions, I would suppose. And I found it very beneficial, but it like, it really made you realize like how much you can live in your head and how, I'm not saying simple it can be, but when you move and you do something and you interact with other people, you get different perspectives, you get different ideas. And before you know it, you you become a little bit happier. So I really kind of focused on myself. Took up yoga too, which I haven't done in Bali yet, which is it's pretty much a sin. Yes. If you're into <laughs> yoga and you haven't done it in Bali, there's yoga studios everywhere. So that's that's going to come further down the line. We'll get into the yoga studio and we'll get namaste again. So who would you like this podcast to reach? Or what would you... Is it to help people? Is it to just to build confidence? To just try something different? Uh, anybody who's listening, maybe um, some of the things, I mean, we're not going in deep at this episode, but if we, when we go in deep and uh, we, when we talk, I hope it helps people. Um, other than that, uh, it's, uh, it should be, we're trying to keep it fun, uh, loosen up and uh, make people happy. Maybe I can make one person smile. Yeah. That would be nice. That's what I'm expecting. What do you think? Yeah, again, as I, as I was saying earlier, that if, if there is somebody out there that wants to travel or wants to try something different, like we are not podcasters by any stretch of the imagination, maybe in time that can happen. But if you feel a little shy and confidence, you can borrow some of ours. But yeah. just give it a go. And if things don't work out, things don't work out, but you've tried it. And the only people that will ever laugh or joke is the people that wouldn't try it themselves. So if, if somebody gets a smile out of it and it brightens up somebody's day, well, then you can't ask for much more. I think that's what it is, right? When you go out and somebody smiles, you smile, right? Yeah. When I smile here, I hope somebody smiles. Maybe it lightens up their day. Yeah. Maybe it makes them positive for the day. And yeah, it's simple. Smile can change everything. TJ, we wrap it up with that? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Boys and girls, thank you very much for uh, taking your time to listen to us. If any of the topics that have been brought up in this episode relate to you or you feel like you just have a general question to ask us, feel free to head over to the Scoopy Gang podcast Instagram page. We'll find all the linked profiles below. Thanks, guys. Hopefully see you next week. Mm -hmm.